What's up, everybody? Joel here, and you are listening to this week's episode of the Empower Good Podcast audio blog. Hey, what's up, everybody? Joel here. I'm super excited about this week's audio vlog. What's really cool is that I've been thinking about doing this episode for a while now. Uh, Basically, the title is, Why in the World Am I Podcasting? Why is Joel Mudre spending so much time on Instagram and spending time posting stuff on social media and obviously making episodes on the podcast and now adding an audio vlog or blog or whatever you want to call it to the show, like a weekly interview and an audio blog, audio vlog or whatever. Sorry, I haven't decided what I'm going to call that. But today I want to tackle that question. But before we begin, I do want to let you know that at the end, I do have this epic quote that I want to share with you from Aristotle that's going to rock your world. If you're looking to find out how you can make a bigger and better impact in the world, you want to stick around to the end because I'm going to reveal that quote and it's going to be such a life-changing concept that I'm going to be talking about as a takeaway challenge for this week's episode. But Let's go ahead and get started. Number one, the reason why I am podcasting is because I love sharing, I love communicating, I love storytelling, I love inspiring people. And number two is because I want to become a practitioner in the digital communication space. And I'll explain why in just a little bit. But let's go back to the first one. I love inspiring people. People always ask me, actually, people ask me too, but at the same time, I remember thinking back in the last year or two, and I remember thinking like, man, in the last like, I don't know, five years, six years that I was involved with youth group ministry and door-to-door sales and and like and, and mentoring and working with young people and also doing a lot of public speaking, preaching, teaching, training, recruiting, et cetera, traveling. Um, what was it that made me the happiest? Like I loved it all, but what what part of that stood out the most? And many times, even without even me asking that question, I just remember just sitting there reveling in the fact that I just loved sharing. I loved communicating. And I loved, and I really boiled it down to this, like I love the epiphany. I love the epiphany. I love the epiphany that I have when I learn. I love learning. I love reading or, or listening. I do audiobooks. I love Audible. I love listening to books. I love listening to podcasts. I love getting it. I really love the epiphany for myself. But more than that, it's really weird to say that, more than that, I really love other people getting it. Not that I have everything together and that I'm like this source of unending knowledge. It's just when I learn something, when I share that, the joy that I get from having somebody else have their light bulb go off literally blows my mind. Like I think of times when I was in this, uh, you know, summer program where we used to sell books and we, you know, on the weekends we would have uh, worship together or every day we'd have training. And when I would break down a concept, either from the Bible or like how to sell books and somebody was like, yeah. And like just that scene of people sitting around me and, and, and just getting it like and understanding and somebody saying, I don't understand. Like I, another example, one of my favorite, th- like, like the experience that stands out to me is when one of my students says, hey, how do I know God's will for me in my life? Or like, how do I know principles? Like, who do I, who do I date? Like, who do I marry? Like, how do I navigate the space of love and relationships? And I'd done some studying and I made some, you know, uh, paid some dummy tax in that area uh, in my past as well, studied a lot of princi- good principles on that. And I remember breaking that stuff down one-on-one for like two hours. And it was just such an awesome experience. Why do I share all that? It's because podcasting, and helping people here, inspiring people through social media 
It's just what I live for. I was born to be a communicator. Literally, my voice, my voice is like the hammer to my dad's hand. My dad's a carpenter. He used his hand to literally, literally like, you know, nail nails and like saw and stuff like that. Like my voice is like combined with a microphone is like my dad's hand and the hammer. Like no joke. I used to get in trouble for my voice. I used to speak up too much. I used to get in trouble for my voice. But I recognized my talents. I became self-aware. God helped me to realize that. And also because I just did a lot of speaking, public speaking, and I, I realized that people resonated with that. And some of you might be like, oh my goodness, this guy's cocky. Whatever. I don't care what you have to say, what you, what you think about that. There's nothing wrong with becoming self-aware and, and owning your talents. Literally owning your talents. And I'll easily recognize right off the bat that, that I am not good at other things. Like writing, not the best. It takes me forever to write. I'm not good at reading out loud. But literally, when it comes to communication, I love it. And I'm good at it. And I'm not afraid to own that. And I want to challenge all of you. A little side note here. Own your talents. If you're a good singer, like jump on that wagon and say, you know what? Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. I've been working hard at singing. And I'm going to become better at that. There's nothing wrong with owning your talents. Sorry, that was a little side tangent. Do that. Own your talents. But I love communication. I love it when people get it. And, and, and another thing, what I realize is it's not just about me breaking down to other people what I've learned. Because again, I don't have it all together. I'm just sharing my journey. I'm just sharing little epiphanies here and there. But what I really love is empowering other people. It, it was that other people were built up. Other people were able to grow and in many cases, become better than myself. And this is a total weird thing, but I, I just, I don't get even in my own mind why that happens. But I, I literally love it when people outdo me. It sounds really weird. I mean, obviously, naturally inside, I'm like prideful. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I, there's even people to this day that I'm like, dang it, man, I wish I could be like them. And like, why do they have to be better than me? But that's something that, that like I daily work on. Because everyone, every, everybody's got ego, everybody's got pride. But when it comes to it, like when I really get down to it, I love it just makes me so ridiculously happy. And this is a gift from God. Like I literally, this is not me, when other people do better than me. I remember in sales, I used to have like a certain daily record that I would try to hit. And I worked so hard for that. But when I would then be an instructor and I would have students do better than me, and I would like help them do better than I ever did myself in the field, that would that make me stoked. Like it literally makes me so happy. I, re, I remember like even when I then moved on to then train leaders how to train other students, I became a trainer's trainer. I'm having my, my leaders under me do better at getting their students to have high days than I ever did. That makes me stoked. Like that really makes me stoked. Another example is I have a good friend named Isaac Rains and he's a, he's a good friend of mine. And, uh, really like him and I talk all the time and he he's like 10 years younger than I am but the when we, he resonates with so much he's like I, I had to say it like that. he's a younger version of myself like we're so similar and I love it he loves it and I break down stuff and he break I learned from him too but I, I when I when I was mentoring him and I was talking to him as a, as a friend I I thought of this concept and that is that my goal Joel, I'm 29. By the way, I'm 29 this next Saturday. I'm not trying to get your get your attention on that one, but like I'm almost 29. I'm almost 29. My goal is to help Isaac, and Isaac is like a symbol of everyone, older and younger. Like if I could help pass down things that I learn and and things from other people, pass down knowledge, and mentor and empower 
the younger generation to become better versions of themselves by the time they're 28 or 29 than I would ever be. Like, in other words, if I'm really like, if I'm 29 right now, I want to mentor the younger version of myself. So that by the time the younger version of myself is my age right now, they're better than I am right now. In other words, I want to empower the next generation. I want to work with people. I want to help other people, inspire people along the way. That is why I'm doing the podcast. Number one, because I love helping other people. I love inspiring other people. There is nothing like it. It is fuel to my soul. When people say, thank you, I learned something. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the inspiration. I literally, it is my oxygen, to borrow Gary Vee's phraseology. It literally empowers me. Like if you became extremely successful, if you started a nonprofit, if you started a podcast, if you did all those things, like if you went out and did, like now going into what the Empower Good is all about, if you did all that, I literally would, like I could retire almost because I'm just, if you started, did all that, if you empowered others to do good, like I would be so stoked. I had a friend, he started a podcast because of my influence. That is the point of Empower Good. I want to not only inspire you, but I want to inspire you to become an inspirer. I don't want to just empower you. I want to empower you to empower others. I don't want to just uh, teach you. I want you to teach other people. That's the point of Empower Good. So let's go on to number two. What is the second reason? Is because I want to become a practitioner. This, some of you might've known some of the other stuff and caught up on that. This is the main reason. Actually, not the main. They're both main. This is like the behind the scenes reason why I do Empower Good. It is because I have a burden for the underdogs. Growing up in the Christian um, Christian society, in the Christian culture, a lot of a lot of ministries we, we call them ministries in the Christian culture. If you're, if you're not familiar with that, ministries in the secular world is called nonprofits, etc. And I've worked in a lot of those uh, nonprofit ministries, kind of like, you know, we're doing this for the good of the people only, like non, like you're not doing it for the money kind of a organization. And I just had this pet peeve. I've always had an eye for the visual arts, you know, like uh, what, what sounds good, looks good, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'd always have this pet peeve, like, why do our flyers have to suck? Like, why do our websites have to be so lame? Why is our graphics so outdated? Why is, why, 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 why? I mean, obviously the bigger Christian, like, TBN, 3ABN, like these big Christian media organizations. Yeah, they're doing a good job. But even, but just on the local level, like the underdog, like the small, like the small ones, like uh, the, 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 the missionaries, the uh, anti-sex trafficking organizations in Sacramento, the missionaries, you know, the one, one or two man missionary teams, why aren't they able to get, you know, it just, we can't afford it, right? And so there's so many different reasons why, obviously, we, you know, we do it bootstrap. We're trying to help other people. We don't have time or resources. I think of my friend Ostop, who's going to be, who already was on the podcast and who's going to be published here in a couple of weeks. He does Build and Restore. I mean, he's a one-man show, literally living off of like barely, barely any income, barely any income, traveling around the world almost all year long and helps build and restore buildings to help organizations, et cetera. Like, and he's, he needs donations, like he needs volunteers, but he doesn't have time to do the publicity. He doesn't have time to do all the graphics and all that, and the media and the and the press and all that. That is why I'm doing the podcast. Is because I felt convicted. Joel, become a practitioner. Learn to do digital communication for yourself. Because by the way, digital communication is the 
It is the language of our society. TV works, radio works, as well as newspaper and books work. But what really works is podcasting uh, and written on the internet, blogging, and also vlogging, video, audio, visual, and written are always been the forms that we've been communicating with, but it's just transitioned to the internet. And now it's transitioned to the social internet. And I felt convicted, Joel, become a podcaster, learn how to create long form content, learn how to take that long form content and distribute it on social media, learn how to like and to comment, to build an audience and do all that stuff because you can use that to help other people. People always ask me, are you going to monetize? Are you going to, how are you going to make money doing a podcast? I said, the goal is not to make money on my podcast. The podcast is a tool, a vehicle in which I can learn how to communicate digitally. I've been an, I've been an analog, like if you put it that way, I've been an analog communicator for years like literally public speaking, recruiting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, one-on-one, you know, all that stuff. But it was time for me to learn how to communicate digitally on social podcasting. And of course, in the future, I want to venture into vlogging and, and writing articles and stuff like that with my team. The point of Empower Good, it's a vehicle. It is a vehicle for me to learn. And once I learn, I'm going to take that skill and then use it to empower the underdog nonprofits of this world. Think about it. Check this out. Imagine a missionary in the Amazon vlogging. Traditionally, for a missionary to be able to get any publicity, they literally raise money, first of all, like sending out letters and all that stuff. They raise money, do all these things, and then once they've raised all their money, then they go ahead and travel to, let's say, the Amazon or Asia or Africa or Europe or whatever, and then they live off of that money. They might get some support from their organization that they work with, but to be able to build awareness about what they're doing, they they have to like write an article and get that published in a, in a magazine that might or might not get read by the people that subscribe to that magazine, or they might get a video. At least in my church, we have a mission spotlight every Saturday. Um, and like, not all the churches show that. And even if you do get that your video featured in that in that mission spotlight, not all the churches show it. Number two, that's just one short video, a, a three minute video that's shown once, once probably in the lifetime of your organization. You know, like you got to re- like think about it. Like media has been democratized. Think about this. And think about a missionary in the Amazon vlogging. They, they, they literally carry on a GoPro. They're, they're documenting everything that's going on. And then they send, because they can't edit, right? So they send their information back to the United States or back to whatever the, the hub is of Empower Good via, via like, you know, some kind of online cloud service. They, they, they drive their moped into town. They take the canoe into town. And then they upload that information onto the cloud. And then back in America, we take all this raw footage taken from GoPros, solar charger, uh, solar powered chargers to charge these GoPros and microphones. And then we take that and we make a three minute blog, I mean a vlog, a video for YouTube, like a week summary, right? And by the way, they upload these things every single month. They don't have time to do it every, every week, but they upload it every month. So we have this month's worth of footage. And then we have these media interns who are learning media and that we're mentoring at Empower Good. We're taking those and then we're taking that month's raw footage and we're chopping it up into week interval vlogs, like literally like a mini reality TV show per week. Then we take that audio 
and then make that into a podcast. And we publish that as a audio story, like an like NPR, like with sounds and, and sites, and I don't know, sites, because it's an audio blog, I mean, it's, it's a podcast. But you take that and you make it into a, a podcast. And then you also take that, 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 that written, I'm mean, sorry, that, that content, and you turn it into a written blog, like, a, like an article summarizing what happens on a weekly basis, right? Different stories, et cetera. And then you can take footage from that video and make Instagram graphics. You can take maybe a couple uh, of one-liners, good one-liners, like, hey guys, it's hard out here, or you know, push, push through even though it's whatever, like some kind of inspirational quote and put that on Twitter and make Instagram stories from those videos. Like, think about it. Like, like an, a missionary having a reality TV show. I'm sorry, I'm getting so stoked. A, a missionary having a reality TV show? Like, are you kidding me? Think about an orphanage. An orphanage who normally is literally like the bottom of the bottom. Like, they're doing the work, but at the same time, they never get recognized. Think about all the stories of the children and how they're teaching the children how to sew and to garden and to like weld and stuff. Like how many awesome pictures you can take of that and have a super popular Instagram feed. You don't have to do fundraising anymore, guys. Fundraising is not an issue. You don't have to come back to America and do like some speaking tour. I mean, you should probably do that too. But like think about it. You don't have to rely on like letters and stuff. Like you could be doing Instagram ads. You could, you could literally... Oh my goodness, I'm so stoked about this. You you literally you literally have an audience of like 500 to 1000 to 10,000 people following your orphanage, your missionary journeys, journeys, your anti-sex trafficking exploits. Like think about it. Like think about it. How ridiculously awesome that would be. The options are endless. That's what I want to do. I see the potential. Just like people just like people mocked the Wright brothers. They're like, yeah, we're going to fly. And they're like, haha, yeah, right. We can't see that happening. I'm like the Wright brothers. And there's many other people that I know that are on board with me with this. I can see it. It's going to happen. Like the potential is ridiculous. The potential is out. It is, if you don't understand, like if you want to make a difference in this world and you're not experimenting, by the way, social media is old. I'm late. I barely started if you're not, if you want to make a lasting impact for God or for others, and you're not on social media, you will fail. That's just the way it is. You will fail because that is where the attention of the people. Now, if the attention moves somewhere else, like let's say it's like, I don't know, AR or something like that, augmented reality or something like that later, like that's where we have to move. But people are not watching television as much anymore. People don't read newspapers as much anymore. People don't read or, or, or listen to the radio as much anymore. They listen to podcasts. They watch YouTube videos, Facebook videos. That's where we need to be. Instagram videos, Instagram stories. And I just see the potential and I have to become a practitioner because I want to help these people. I want to help somebody like Ostop. I want to help him. I want to help other people like him who are just doing the work of God, who are, who are helping humanity. Where the, like they don't have a voice because they unfortunately because we don't we don't have to be the multi-million dollar production crews anymore you can literally buy you can use your smartphone or, or a gopro or like for only just a couple thousand dollars you can literally have a full-on media production crew anyway sorry guys i want to rant i'm going to end it here i could literally go on for like forever for, ever about this but check this out i'm going to end it here with it i promised you an awesome quote what does this have to do with you? How does this apply to you? Number one, I want to challenge you to find out. Actually, I'm going to go like this. I want to read the quote first. Aristotle declared, he said this, check this out. Where the needs of the world and your talents cross, there 
lies your vocation. Some of you are trying to figure out what to do with your life. Some of you are trying to understand how to make an impact. You are, you know you're not happy just going to college, just having a job, just making money because you want to like, you know, have a nice car or home and get married and have kids. Like that is a boring life, literally. You, you know deep inside that you want to make a difference. But then you're like, what, what, how? Well, number one, I want to challenge you. Pray about it. Number two, try things. Learn, become self-aware. Number one, become self-aware of what your talent is. If you don't know what your talent is, start doing things. Ask people, what are my talents? Find out what you're good at. What makes you stoked? What makes you super like excited? Like I found out that communication, like that just that just gets me so stoked. Find out what your talents are and then put all the chips on the table. Like triple down on your talents. Become good, excellent, killer good at your talents. And number two, ask yourself, what irritates me? Like what literally gets me fired up in a negative way? Like what's a need in this world? What bothers me like in a good way? Like find a cause. What is it that like really gets your blood boiling? Like righteously boiling. It's where your talents cross with the world's needs. That's your vocation. That's my challenge for you. Become self-aware of what your talents are and becomes, become aware of what the world's needs are. And when you combine those two, you are unstoppable. That is what Empower Good is all about. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this week's episode of the audio vlog. It does mean a lot. Thank you. Make sure to share this episode with a friend of yours who you know will be inspired. How awful it would be for you to just be blessed and not share the blessing. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the platforms in which you are listening. And finally, this week's episode coming up here on Sunday is going to be awesome with Ashley Ketchadorian from Cheap Seats Society. Stay tuned.